This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome to an all new season of Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm Courtney Kosak. I'm Sophia Alexandra. And I'm Dave Rankin. And we're three friends with three different relationship statuses just trying to figure it out. So get the download every Wednesday. Welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm Courtney Kosak. I'm Sophia Alexandra. And I'm Dave Rankin. All right. right. (laughs) Even Sophia is a a little put out by it, okay? (laughs) I'm I'm Dave Rankin. I'm not the only bitch in this room. (laughs) Yeah, it's now two bitches who are tired of your troll voice. Maybe that's because the world has been infuriating lately. Is yeah, this that... Kavanaugh thing's out of control. So his accuser, who I believe, yes. um, Dr. Christine Blasey Blase Ford, Blase Ford uh, is set to testify on Thursday now. Mm-hmm. It's been like truly an emotional <laughs> week or I don't know how long it's been. I think like a little bit over a week now. Just like all this shit being in the news and like hearing so many men just like have be so hypocritical about this, the treatment of what this woman is saying is true is like so depressing and makes me feel like a second class citizen and like really brings up trauma that I've experienced and like just I don't know. Feels so, so shitty. I also watched a bunch of that um, movie that I think it's like an HBO movie today with Kerry Washington about the uh, Clarence uh, Thomas. Oh, the Anita Hill stuff. Anita Hill stuff. And uh, it was like a real deja vu situation with this Kavanaugh thing. And um, people that were involved in that situation, like men, prominent men are now like, Oh, I, there was a thing in the Washington post, I think today where it was like, I still regret that. I still regret my role in like writing his speech that like, you know, tried to exonerate himself. Also it's the, been the anniversary of the, of me too. Right. We were We're coming up on that. We're coming up on that. And, um, that was a really powerful moment where women were telling their stories. And now, um, there's kind of, um, a resurgence of it with the, why I didn't report hashtag. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women are posting their stories about why they didn't report because, um, a lot of men, I think have this idea that, um, you know, legal help and like, uh, police and the justice process is always fair and works out in the woman's favor (laughs) and is also the right thing to do in every situation and doesn't cost her anything. Um, And I think also everybody now thinks that, uh, well, no, the same people that have always thought uh, that it's always on the woman. um, It's her responsibility still think that now, even though uh, we clearly do not blame the victim anymore is like a matter of fact, you know, in our daily lives, but society is slower to change. And so are the rules. And uh, it's been upsetting to just read story upon story and not, and see the same Facebook arguments between the same Men who do not want to believe. She's got death threats because um, she feared that if she came out, uh, the Ford woman, that she would have all of these terrible things happen. And immediately all of them. I came. know. Her worst nightmare came true. And she fucking knew it. She like prophesized this shit. She hasn't. 
I, ugh. Death threat. I mean, and people get death threats for all kinds of ridiculous things. Like, people are just hiding behind computers, doing terrible things for a lot of people. But, like, she can't even stay in her own home. She has to, like, be in hiding at this point. And the fact that men would be like, you know, more likely than this actually happened to her, she's a political kamikaze fucking <laughs> pilot. Like, what the fuck? Why would you would never make this choice for your life, you know? Or like someone the, who painstakingly built their life up after that. And was incredibly private, like made moves to be incredibly private. It's like, it, that makes no sense. And the fact that you would talk about it like that, I don't, it's such a double standard. It makes me so mad. Yeah. Because yeah. I legitimately thought when I was a kid, like my parents are teachers and I feel like the education system is like, sort of like gives us this false sense that like there is gender equality and I, (laughs) and there's not, but I like really didn't understand that until I, you know, started to grow up. And then when I became an adult, I was like, holy shit. (laughs) And now something like this makes it like, it's just like a repeat of the Anita Hill situation completely. You're like, Oh, (laughs) we're not equal. Like that's crazy. When I was home from college, um, like on a break, you know, like you do all your dental uh, visits or doctor visits because you're like on your parents insurance and they're like, okay, let's get this done while you're home. So I went and my mom took uh, took me to the dentist and uh, I got my teeth cleaned. And at the end of it, the dentist kissed me on the mouth. And I was so freaked out and like shocked. I like didn't know what to do. I was just like, what? And then yeah. I like left and then I got in my mom's car and my mom was like, you know, like you're, you seem weird. Like what's the matter? And I was like, the dental assistant just kissed me on the mouth after he was done. And she was like, oh, well, what did you do before he kissed Your you? Your mom said that? Yeah. And then I was like, I was sitting there getting my teeth cleaned. And like my mom is a really good person. Yeah. And still- like, why didn't I report? Because I told my mom and she was like, victim blamed me immediately. And then I was like, I didn't do anything. And she wasn't like, oh, we should go back in there. And you tell the dentist that the dental assistant fucking kissed you. You know, she didn't say anything. She wasn't like, oh, this is something we should pursue. And my mom is, again, a feminist, independent, great, smart. So like people will fail you through your life in a way that you don't expect because like also they haven't been made to feel like they could tell people. So she just passed that on to me in that way where she was like, oh yeah, that's normal. Shit happens. You don't tell anybody, you know, she didn't say that, but her actions indicated it. And the culture is so strong too. Like I'm trying to like work through this and write about it. And like, it's, it's actually like slow coming out, even though all this stuff is like constantly triggering, but I was raped in a way that affected my health. Like I could have lost my limbs and like, do you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to go into detail, but like it was not good. And I just, whatever happened happened and I didn't go to the doctor and like, I didn't, I told like, I don't even, I told a friend who I recently asked about it and she like barely had recollection of that happening. And I never, the person is like one of my dad's golfing buddies, sons. I never told my parents, even though it was a total, like a total health risk and something like I should have gotten checked out after I was just like, it made more sense to you wanted it to go away for one and two. Like I would have to explain things that would, do you know what I mean? Like upset people, upset your family, people like really fuck with my shit. Like there was no incentive to me telling anyone the incentive was for me to be quiet. And it's like crazy. And it's crazy that like when we were growing up, like rape seemed like a thing that happened like in alleyways, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It was like painted as this thing of like, of course, like, and righteously, of course you would report it right away and whatever. And like, I think as we got older, date rape started to be like, no, this is a thing. But like, I didn't even really think like, oh, that is the word for what happened to me. Do you know what I mean? Until later. It's so crazy. It's like as a culture, we didn't end in what I'm reading of these women who like got raped closer to Ford's time. 
They're like, we didn't even have that word. The fact that Republicans are saying, this is what happened at all boarding schools. Hasn't this happened to all, like, haven't all men done that? Like, that is a huge statement about where our culture was at. That's a problem. (laughs) Yeah, that's a fucking problem that women have been coerced into sexual uh, situations and acts that they didn't want to be a part of. That's a problem. We shouldn't be like, boys will be boys and that's good. And also, the like, the statement that Ford is ruining his life Kavanaugh's life. Oh, it's always mm. that the accuser's ruining. The, he has been fine. He will be fine. Yep. He shouldn't be the highest official of like judicial law in the motherfucking country. That's insane. First of all, he lied under oath, like just like a week or two ago. We're supposed to believe what he says in front of Congress about this like thing that clearly he would be self-preservational about like that's fucking insane he no you can't have that job and 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 for this woman and people being like well she why now why she well look at it from your perspective if this kid you know this dude he just added me on linkedin he just if he was up for a Supreme Court nominee four weeks ago and he I was doesn't like, even get it. You don't think you do you want to know if it's OK or do you not know that that's what happened? Sure. You know what I mean? But you haven't stayed in touch and you haven't. No, told dude. People. No. You know what? And also what's interesting about this situation is that there was a girl that I went to high school with. And and again, I think it's like such a strong cultural indicator that like this happened and I had a vague, this is what I've put together as an adult. And like part of it was part of the rumor that was going around. You know what I mean? But like now I have the language to be like, that's what happened. So she was at this party that I was not at. And she went upstairs cause like she just started drinking and she like, she drank too much and she was like blackout or she was like passed out. And he went up there and he, I don't know how far he went, but I think he probably had sex with her per the rumor. Raped her. Raped her. Sex is something consensual. Totally. See, that's what I mean. Even now when I'm like going back and like, what did, and it it wasn't. Here's something small that you can tell that our language is fucked up to reflect our culture is there's the words non-consensual sex. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. That's rape. Right. There's just sex. Or rape. But we don't want but like. We don't say that. We say non consensual <laughs> sex. That is having sex with someone who is unable to say yes. That is rape. And like teachers would have heard us talking about this or this going through the grapevine. Again, I wasn't there. So like I would have heard this from someone. And I didn't like. And then it happened. I wasn't even like on a date with this person. I was just like hanging out with a group of people and this person was there and I got very drunk. And then that, this, that happened to me. And I saw her later that summer and she was always like weird, not weird, totally normal. But in a way that we were like, Oh, I tried to like tell her that that happened to me. Do you know what I mean? And obviously she didn't want to talk about that guy. You know what I mean? Which makes sense. But yeah. I mean, she didn't want to probably think that she was raped either. Who wants to right. think that? Right. But she was like, yeah, you know, acknowledge that whatever happened to her wasn't good. And like, she clearly didn't want to talk about it, but it's just like so weird to go back and have all this shit in the news to the point where like, oh my God, I would have gladly just kept that stuffed away. Like I didn't, was not thinking about that on a regular basis. That was something I dealt with, you know, 15 years ago, like 14 years ago. I don't know. So intense. What you told me. And and, yeah, like I, you had sort of mentioned working on this, but you didn't say. I told this, I told you just that I'd like been thinking about it a couple weeks ago. Right. Or recently. Yeah. And I mean, what you describe is so violent and upsetting that like, I, all I want to do is like hug you. It's, it's horrible. I mean, all of my situations, and I'm lucky to say this as a woman have been like near misses almost. Or like, like the level of the guy kissing yeah, you. Exactly. And I feel very lucky to say that. And that's a fucked up thing to say, but it is, it's very lucky. Like a guy tried to touch me on the bus 
and I like moved, mm-hmm. but I didn't tell the bus driver. No. Why not? I don't know. It, I, it was free. It freaked me out. I was 13. I didn't know what to do. And this, you know, and then on my birthday in college, a guy tried to rape me and it didn't happen because I like was not so drunk that I couldn't get up after he like pushed me on the bed and tried to rip my pants off and couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I just like went outside and ran out. Didn't tell the people that were downstairs that I was with. Told no. the guy that hit on me and then tried to make me, made me his girlfriend then that night. And basically that attempted rape was just the background to our romantic story. Like the guy didn't go back in and say, hey, this dude just tried to rape this girl I'm trying to like hook up with. No one did anything. I told him and he was like, yeah, I have feelings for you. I want to break up with this girl I've been seeing. (laughs) Oh my God. Right? So that's what I'm saying. Like my things sound funny because you were violently raped in a way that affected your health. And I'm saying things that would be upsetting if we didn't realize that all over all the time women are getting raped. My thing is only hilarious in contrast to your story. You know, because it's like, oh, how hilarious. He was like, no, let's be together. He's, and I was like, hey, this guy just tried to rape me. And he was like, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> Dude, what? Did you, get, right? did you get my text? What the fuck? It's nuts to me because I just literally put together while you were talking that he didn't react to this. No, I know. No, a lot of it is stuff that you have to go back to when put together you're how fucked it's up like, it is. Yeah, to go back and like with a new lens of like being an adult in this new climate and be like, oh my God, so much shit was fucked up. I couldn't even tell you all of them. I can only tell you the two biggest, most yeah, traumatic yeah, yeah. ones. Exactly. <laughs> Everything else seems pale in comparison, you know? Yeah. Oh, fuck. So, so the next couple episodes, we ask our guests about, you know, kind of their thoughts, especially me too in a comedy context, but you know, uh, we get into it and today's guest is Sierra Cato. Yeah. 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 I knew it. I believed in you. (laughs) You guys, I'd only seen it on paper. Like I'd only seen it like on her Instagram and like on as a TV header or like whatever. And then anyway, I got it right. (laughs) Good job. Uh, so she is a hilarious comedian. She was on last comic standing. Uh, she was a writer's assistant on take my wife. She's a producer on query. Uh, um, Queries a great podcast hosted by Cameron Esposito, where she talks to all kinds of queer people. Yeah, highly recommend. And Sierra is freaking lovely and hilarious. And here you go. Hey guys, it's your girl Cokes, aka Seven Eleven, aka Vegetarian, aka Help! I need help with my dietary concerns. You do. <laughs> That is why I was super excited to start taking Ritual. Ritual vitamins are vegan, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free. All the good stuff. And they're made in the U.S. without synthetic fillers or colorants. And like I said, I have some dietary issues and I'm trying to be really healthy and fill in the gaps in my diet. And that's where Ritual comes in. And they're made out of really clean ingredients. They make me feel amazing and they taste minty. You just can't go wrong with these vitamins. And when you sign up, they send you a little 21 day challenge sticker chart, which I just finished. And every night I take two ritual, I put a little sticker on the chart and I feel awesome that I did something great for myself. So I highly recommend it. Happiness is guaranteed and you can cancel easily at any time. 95% of women do not get the vitamins and minerals they need on a daily basis. Ritual created a smarter vitamin with the nine essential ingredients women lack most. So go to ritual.com slash reality. Choose clean ingredients backed by science. Sign up now at ritual.com slash reality. You guys, we are here with a very special guest today, Sierra Cato. Welcome. You Hi. guys, thank you. That was amazing. <laughs> Sophia nailed I'm it. Congratulating. She's already. so good at that. 
When I, we hosted a comedy show for years, and I just had her. I I was the same way. I yeah. You know, I, I just had her do all the interviews. They're like, let Fair the enough. foreigner handle the yeah. other foreigners. <laughs> we'll just introduce good old Americans like John Goodman. Oh, yeah, I, I got the Millers. If you a Miller Johnson Brown, I hope so. yeah. <laughs> All, all good old American She's like, names. cool, I don't feel like this is a racist, weird no, podcast at all. Guys. I feel like Solid. this is a right, nice right. welcome. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, cheers, America. <laughs> Thank you so much mm-hmm. for coming. Uh, so I read that you started stand-up when you were 16. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Who hurt you? I'm so jealous. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I mean, I started in high school, so like, you know. I, I just thought it was a thing people did. <laughs> you, Chris Who was Rock. your favorite <laughs> right. I uh, mean, comic um, when you were 16? Oh, um, I think that was around the time when, like, I want to say, okay, I first got Comedy Central and, like, cable around that time. So it was, like, people who had just gotten their half hours. Mm. So it was maybe, like, Amy Schumer and Anthony Jeselnik and stuff, which is oh, kind of funny. Yeah. Like, it just, you know, for that age, I feel like it worked. And then they blew up more. But at the time, it was kind of just, like, anything you could find on the internet and there wasn't that much for them. Isn't it funny that Uh they used to be a couple? That is (laughs) such a funny thing to think about. Right. I I think about that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they were. So... So you started super early and and then you went to Harvard and mm-hmm. you got on Last Comic Standing? Yeah, yeah. But that was like, yeah, I guess uh, a few years in. <laughs> yeah, That's know, an amazing trajectory. Yeah, so crazy weird. trajectory. Most comics like go to college right. and then fail into comedy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, I'm going to start Wait, comedy. Still also go to Harvard <laughs> and then succeed. Have the gall to Wait, also yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in high school, you were a good student because i mean obviously sure yeah lots of lots of that studying and and at <laughs> night you would go do stand up right but i mean yeah in the way a high schooler does it so yeah. very infrequent and sure. for fun and like hobby and where then, is this where yeah. was this well so i grew up out in uh la Cunata, which is like northeast la and mm-hmm. then i would go to i think flappers and burbank had just opened up when i'd started so they Ooh, i remember people that in. yeah what a hot time for burbank <laughs> Woo, yeah yeah flappers at the time and then um i would go to like the comedy store up in mike and things like that but then i guess they didn't let you in if you weren't you know 21 so you would kind of just like wait outside and now they're super strict so i don't even know if they let you go inside the building even just to perform so i don't know it was just like really dumb mics didn't do bars obviously and then yeah, and then, just open mics mostly. Yeah, 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 I think so. At that at that time, probably. What, what maybe. material were you doing? Uh, terrible, dumb stuff. Probably. I, I don't even. Yeah, know. like what kind of kid were you? Like, what were brain. your problems? Uh-huh. What were you bitching about at sixteen? Probably like imaginary things that. I made up, you know what I mean? Like, I think when you started as a kid, you're just like, oh, I mean, this is me doing an impression of a stand-up comedian, (laughs) right? So, like, not really um, anything. Wasn't too honest. Maybe stuff about parents, but that would probably be as personal as I got. (laughs) Um, I still do stuff about parents, I guess. But, um, yeah, and then, I mean, and then, you know, when you go to college, they have, like, a lot of on-campus groups and stuff. So, there are a lot of other, like, stand-up friends that I had that were actually just, like, college students, and we all had that kind of hobby. I, I started yeah. uh-huh. uh, in Boston. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so cool. I started uh-huh. in Boston at the Improv Boston, like which is uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Cambridge. Uh-huh. Uh, or uh, where is it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, or yeah. like Central and, Square uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. Totally. I would go there a lot. Uh-huh. And uh, and then I, I started doing Dick's Town Comedy Vault. Oh, cool. I actually never went there. Because it's closed now. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe yeah. that explains yeah, 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 it. Yeah. But I think there is something Beantown, Dick's Yeah, Beantown, I think he moved. Maybe he moved. But there was one by Emerson. And I remember when I started, like a couple months in, I did a competition nice. and I lost to a sixteen-year-old. Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Where's the story going?" Yeah. And now I see. So you, you said sixteen. I was like, "Yeah." Like, like, I was. Oh, when, I didn't start until I was twenty-eight, uh-huh. and so I'm in. All my friends come out to competition. You cool. know, he came with his mom. And uh, just talked about his parents and just crushed. Crushed? You know, I have an opposite story of that, which is when I was uh, at the Atlanta Punchline um, a couple months ago, there was a kid that uh, got brought in to do a set on the mic. 
and he had like been driven over there by his like mom from like a couple of hours away. Oh, wow. He had like business cards oh, and like all of these like merch handles, like merch and all these handles and like he, like he had been hustling. Was and he good? His mo- and so this is the thing: his mom was like, "You have to put him up. You have to see this kid. This kid's fucking amazing. Like you are not gonna believe it." This and then manager. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like. I can't believe me and this kid are having the same Sunday night. Like, you know, I was just like really upset about it. And then he went up and he like was so terrible. And uh, Sophia was like, yes. I know. No, his mom is now her agent. Well, but the thing about it is, it is, is that his confidence didn't waver at all. And that's what was pretty interesting about it is like you have to have that kind of tenacity at 13 to keep going because like you know when we bomb we like are fragile and like imagine being Mm -hmm. 13 and being driven hours away by your mom was like i believe in you like i you know i've sold all these t-shirts on your behalf (laughs) you know and then to go and bomb and still be like i'm fucking good at this (laughs) i was like all right kid were your parents supportive Um, yeah, they they were and like still continue to be kind of like obviously when I started, I don't think I had my license. So I think they would drive me in a decent amount. And I think they were like worried just as far as like child being in this, you know, in the uh-huh. city the environment. Alone. So they also wanted to make sure to keep an eye on me for those reasons. But yeah, I mean, they've been generally supportive. I don't think they like totally, you know, I think there's been moments when especially I was like, oh yeah, maybe also I do this as a job. Like I try to do this instead of a real job. Like that's, you know, that's where they probably they were, were like, like, what uh-oh. about the Harvard? We thing? gave Did too much support. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, uh, but yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been a journey, but, uh, but yeah, they're, they're sticking by me, which is nice. Do they I think you're funny? Decided me um you know i don't think i i mean yeah in the personal sense like i think they always thought that like we have the same sense of humor and then they're funny and like our family is funny so it comes from that but i think i don't know if they enjoyed all my jokes and then they didn't they haven't been to a show in a really long time but they came to my show really recently because they really like jimmy o yang and he happened to be performing <laughs> so they were that. like okay yeah we're going they're like well and we'll then, make it out for yeah, him yeah, a stranger go our, our other son jimmy um and uh and but then they actually like hadn't seen my stuff in a while i think they got some of it so that was good but um but yeah you know i bait him with with the jimmy o yanks of the world <laughs> did you pick it up really more good. when you were so when you were at harvard was that when you took right. it more seriously or was i think yeah because you kind of have more places to perform and like yeah and then you do stuff on campus also you can't not take it seriously at harvard everyone takes seriously there's a lot of like figuring out you know finding your thing and then just like hunkering down and really doing your thing there so i think that yeah no matter what it is it's like people really hard make it into a thing if that makes sense yeah what was that was uh, interesting Uh uh-huh dating like on campus yeah um it was oh boy i, I feel tough. like not good yeah it, it wasn't so i actually met my current boyfriend at college so that Ooh. worked out but um well so far um but <laughs> but <laughs> what's uh, his name everybody dylan you're on notice dylan <laughs> <laughs> yes there we go um yeah he'll probably Listen, just because he's curious, but um, <laughs> hello. No, but I think uh, it was everybody always said it was terrible there because it's like everybody's like stressed out and competitive and cutthroat and and everybody's having a terrible time. So it's also was there a hard party to, atmosphere at Harvard like, at all? I was like, that doesn't uh, sound sexy at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. no college, right? It's a college. There is a party scene, but it's it's like so. It's also another reason, I guess, when you're we we're talking about the fact that like people really just like go crazy on. So they also go crazy in the party area. So it's, like, it's like, yeah, it's like, and I, and I party a plus, you know what I mean? Like it's that <laughs> shit. Yeah. And so there's that element to it. But, um, I mean, if we really want to get into the technical details of Harvard's campus, basically at the time, um, it's like, there's not that much real estate available because Cambridge is so expensive and mm. like basically mm-hmm. the only party space. Um, cause the dorms are actually really small and they're not really good about like allowing you to host your own party in your dorm. So like all the, the spaces are occupied by final clubs, which are like uh, the social network. If you ever saw that mm-hmm. or like any, they're basically frats, but they call them final clubs because it's Harvard. And like they existed um, from a long time ago and are kind of this like grandfathered in like weird elite organization type thing. 
and they're all male dominated and they're all, all uh, male. So like, and that's because Harvard was all male up till like the seventies and then they let women in, <laughs> mm-hmm. let them in anyway. And so then like a lot of the, you know, as the academics have been transformed and all, you know, all genders, everything's great. But then on the social side, it's like still kind of lagging because uh, like that stuff isn't really, you know, controlled by the, the administration itself. It's just like, you know, whatever people want. So so yeah, so there is a social scene, but it's very dominated by like men and like a certain type of straight white elite uh-huh. man. And uh, yeah, and they have so houses that's what or it something is. like they house like parties, mansions, yeah, yeah. They have like houses and all that stuff. So it's like, and then it's cold outside, so you kind of have to party inside. You know, it's a whole thing. <laughs> Where did so you, there is that? But yeah, uh-huh. where did you and your boyfriend meet? Um, oh yeah, so I was in the Lampoon, which is like kind of a of social course. thing on top of being right on top of being like the comedy oh. situation that it is. So it's like a comedy magazine, but it's also like any college club where like people. So it's like socialize. where all the smart, funny people gravitate. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess like a certain, a certain. I mean, there's a lot of like funny people who don't do it too, and I think that's like totally also because it's kind of rides on that sort of like elitist thing and being like, Oh, well we've been around for a while, you know, all that crap. So yeah, but that is where I'm at. You don't hear uh-huh. frequently about women um, and any right. kind of women of color being part of the lampoon. Yeah, frequently. There's some great so doc. There's a great cool about doc it. that came out of Netflix. Sure. That was yeah. about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. I haven't even seen it. I think. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. There's a couple actually that okay. came out this year. Got it. Uh, and yeah, yeah, it's definitely the case. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like anything at that school where it's all pretty, uh, homogenous but um but yeah i guess like a couple years or no the year before me we had our first black female president and that's um alexis wilkinson who's like awesome um so that was like a turn in the right direction but you know it's a gradual thing because then it's like okay well then how do you actually get more people as a group in rather than just like one person who does really well and is awesome right so it's it's a whole thing but yeah so you guys Mm -hmm. met through the lampoon yeah yeah he was also he was also in it and he did like kind of more business side of things, I guess, because there's like different roles. I don't know. Not it's a, a comic. whole situation. Not a comic. Smart. Right. <laughs> good yeah. So it is a little nice, I guess, because he does now he works for like this tech company and he kind of does that. And then, you He's know, like got has a real other, <laughs> yeah, has other, <laughs> has other things to worry about. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I gotta go You're like, but what uh, about this tag though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, this I don't know. Everything seems funny to me. <laughs> I'm like, good answer. <laughs> Did you have any, uh-huh. and so you had big breaks in, in, at Harvard? Well, I got or lucky and did last comic standing. And I think that's part of, you know, they liked the story. They do the kind of the backstory thing, sort of like these other contest shows where they're like, Oh, and then let's see what your life is like. And there's somebody who does this and somebody who's a student, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think I got lucky for that reason. Um, did that my, uh, junior year and then did. And then I also got, uh, to do last call with Carson Daly that year, that's which awesome. was really nice. But nice. since then, nothing. <laughs> but yeah, no, but that was really great. And I just, was you know a, uh, who were the judges very, that year that you did it? for the oh well it was um norm mcdonald roseanne and oh, wow. keenan ivory wayans wow, yeah, 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 yeah 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 oh amazing all three are <laughs> yeah right all the same as they were before <laughs> a couple of them are in trouble uh, yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly so yeah what a what a panel <laughs> yeah so most college relationships don't last how did you guys make it out of college <laughs> sure yeah i don't know i mean well so and then he graduated a year early so we we're like long distance for a year so that was kind of you know tough i guess i don't know he bolted I mean, out of boston he was fine uh yeah he well he's from memphis so he went home to memphis for like a little bit and then he also like um the company for which he works at now is based in the uk so he went to the uk for a little bit which mm. is like eight hour different i don't know it wasn't as bad as like here LA to London say Mm -hmm. but uh but yeah so but he would like be able to make it back sometimes and visit and then I would visit if I could so yeah and you had like a like a I guess it's easier now because Uh you can like FaceTime or like whatever. Yeah. 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 Always FaceTiming, like always texting all the stuff. Um, And then we also knew that we were probably, he was going to move to LA and then I was going to move to LA. So I think we were like, okay, at least there's an end in sight rather than like, what are we doing? So yeah, that helps a lot. I know that's like a pretty different case. Um, I mean, technically I said, I love you to my high school boyfriend. (laughs) So technically not, but I don't know. You know, you're in high school. You're like, what, well, do, you what do? do I even yeah. know? What is yeah. what is love? I don't know. <laughs> so who am I to judge? But um, but yeah, I mean, I love my current boyfriend. We've been together for like four and a half years. So 
It's a long time. That long, is longer than long any relationship time. I've ever had. I mean, it's not. And then I, you know, and I met him when I was 19. So it's like, we're not going to, you know, I don't know. I couldn't have another of that relationship. Otherwise, it would have had to be when I was like a child. Right. <laughs> <Very true. laughs> you know, the math. We're not, we were not about thinking those. about yeah. that. But <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it has to be the one long relationship. We were like, hey, so how much younger could you have been? <laughs> Tell us a story about that. Right, right, right. <laughs> I love that. Exactly. Um, I read that your mom only let you watch. Uh, oh my god! What if I said Mulan? Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like I can't say anything right. What's the Disney movie? Mulan. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I think this was actually in. Um, I did a split sider interview with a friend, and yeah. it was actually her mom who let it. But I love Mulan as well. Oh. I think it was like confusing because it was like written. It looked like that was your response. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. I also read it and I was like, I didn't say Courtney's that. Courtney's like, I, I did like, a oh, lot of research. I did. She's like, I didn't even have to attempt to pronounce that so, word at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no worries. No worries. I but never needed to even try. We were talking about Mulan as the topic, which hey, I love. I was too old for and that. Like, I, 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 I bowed Mulan. out at Disney movies. Yeah, I was, I'm old You're now. never too old for Mulan. It's I, on Netflix. That's what people say. You're never too old for Mulan. I've also never seen Mulan. It's weird. Oh, it's on Netflix now. You got to catch it before you take it down. I've just Okay. I'm gonna watch movies. it. Yeah, you'll enjoy I hear great it. things. Eddie Murphy. And Moana, I've turned up. That's oh, like Moana, new now. I, I like Moana. I've not um, seen Moana. I, I like yeah. it a lot, but I like Moana better. I mean, whatever. I know this because I do my, my techno bit. And so people shout out Disney songs, and sometimes they'll shout out Mulan songs. Oh, and I'm wow. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I kind of <laughs> cut, <laughs> I like cut so. off at like. Got it. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. No, Lion King came after that, right? Mm, I've never yeah, even seen Beauty and the Beast. So. Come on. I mean, well, the reason that I brought never, it up is because Karen's mom, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. Another great Who comedian. Karen's not here, and mm-hmm. you guys don't give a shit about. <laughs> but but yes, is a Mulan. We have one great question prepared great for mother. her. Karen, come and here. We have one thing to say to you. <laughs> she, her wonderful mother, was focused on having her watch Mulan. I think because it's actually a great. Just strong story, woman. strong woman. Yeah, not necessarily like damsel in distress. So I think that's why she was like, well, don't watch Beauty and the Beast, like weird Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> messaging movie. Watch Mulan only. I, like I thought that was very smart. Now uh-huh. I'm going to ask you another question and I hope it's not. It's about fine. About someone I mean, else. I, I'm glad. I- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Were you a chubby child? Um, oh my I, god! I hope this is about yeah, someone else. Please. Was I? I was not actually. I was always very. Why tiny, was this but interview I think, so complicated? Wait, was that also in there? I don't remember. I think it was. Karen, were you a chubby child? Karen, write us. We need to know. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe it was her as well. I Why don't you tell don't us know. what weight you were independently, mm-hmm. of course? <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you want to know? No. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Please never but, talk you know, about your weight here I, for I mean, no reason. <laughs> I, was a, I was always a little a little underweight child, you know. Okay. <laughs> Any other questions for her? No, it's just a little tiny one. What was the lead-in? No, I thought... What did, tell, what, so you moved to L.A. And, <laughs> and tell me about, about comedy me. in L.A. Yeah. Comedy in L.A. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, oh, yeah. So I would come back summers from school and perform a lot in LA or like as much as I could. And now you and had some credits and here. stuff, right? So now yeah. you're doing, um, doing more, I guess, but you know, it's always, it's hard to get up around here, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, oh, yeah. there's, yeah, there's not, there's a lot of comedians, not a lot of too places, many. Yeah. too many, yeah, too many of you actually know, but, uh, yeah, so, but it's fun. I mean, I like that there's, um, I like that everybody kind of is, very good. I feel like people have just very good stage presence here, even if they mm-hmm. don't necessarily like have something they're ready to say. They can just go up there and mm-hmm. it's we're all very it's delusional. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're all stars. That's an interesting Everyone's observation. Star. The personality thing. Um, yeah, which I'm impressed with because I feel like that's where I fall short. Like I have, I just don't, I, I get nervous a lot and I think I wouldn't naturally be like, I'm a star if I wasn't doing stand up. Like stand up is like the easiest gateway to that. Cause you're just talking and you can just be yourself versus like, and now I'm emotionally sad, you know, like, I don't know what actors do. You're not acting like, out. Oh, that's what I like. <laughs> right. The fourth like wall or I'm not like, acting out. Right. Uh huh. Like I'm, I write now we, Sophie and I yeah, write together, uh-huh. but I started, like I moved to LA to act mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like, I loved that you could just like ignore the audience and like you were sort of in your own world. Yeah. And, like, yeah. That's what kind of, what see. I admire about what you guys do. You that you to. can't ignore the audience. 
Yeah. The sons of bitches. <laughs> turn my, turn my I see. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah cool. it, it is uh-huh. pretty much like, don't you feel like um, in a certain way, being at Harvard must have prepared you for like comedy because uh, being around so many people whose personalities are not mm. exactly like maybe the easiest to get along <laughs> oh, with because people are so yeah. intense or something mm-hmm. that when you move into comedy and you're dealing with an audience who you're always really trying to wrangle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if... I mean, yeah, Boston, also Boston and LA too. In Boston, uh-huh. like being a comic is like, you're really outside the norm. But in sure. LA, there's way more of us. And, yeah. it's, and there's people all these other people always... who do similar type mm-hmm, crazy ass, you know, dreams. So, but in Boston, it's yeah. like a big deal. You know, when sure, you tell you people you're stand-up really comic. Like, I, yeah, because I feel like the sense there or other cities maybe too is like, well, if you're doing this, you better, you have been told multiple times you should, or something's going on that like really pushed you towards that versus mm-hmm. here. It's like, everyone's kind of here doing similar stuff anyway. So it's sort of like, yeah, I've always actually wanted to try stand up. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then everybody, you know, and that's great too. So I don't know, I guess uh, that's what I know a lot too. And then, yeah, the, I mean, there's definitely weird personalities everywhere in this. And there are weird personalities at college, but in a good way, I think I like weird personality yeah, yeah i don't yeah. Wanna, i don't know i think so i did a lot of like tech stuff not that i really worked in it at all but when i was i studied computer science mm-hmm. and like that was kind of the path that i maybe would have taken and maybe will still but like it um you know i think what i notice is that oh yeah i've been in a thing so like in an industry where people are like so crazy stories and there's a reason they're there and that's really exciting and i like that and i always like the people and that's kind of why i got into it but then yeah the minute you go into like a more conventional path which is also you know power to you i think it really shows like okay and then we're kind of all similar we've kind of all kind of Mm-hmm. been on this path for a so while. So there's got to be uh-huh. some kooks in tech too, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. In everything, I suppose. But maybe like at certain levels, it's like, uh-huh. maybe like at the higher levels. Yeah, it's like for them to have taken that crazy chance and like uh-huh. start done some startup. Yeah, you got to be a little delusional in the same way. But Everything then, I know about tech is from level. Silicon Valley. <laughs> right, well, yeah, yeah. That's also, I mean, I, I've heard Talk that's Talk to my really mom. Accurate. She's like a, like a Russian Silicon Valley one person version. <laughs> My mom talks to me about her work all the time. I have no idea what she's talking about ever. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, she's a software engineer. I'm always like, I, I truly haven't. She's like, and then uh the black box regression testing. And I say, no, there's bug. I have to (laughs) buy a bug. And they say, no, there's no bug. I say, you no, you try the, I don't know what any of it is about. Words. (laughs) She's very smart. (laughs) I believe it. Um, Yeah. That's impressive. I feel like like that impression lets me know how smart she is. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if I'm three for three on things that do not apply to you. Got it. (laughs) Were you a fan of Louis CK and Aziz? Were those some Mm. of your early idols? Um, Definitely Aziz. I think, yeah, Louis in the sense that I think Louis was already so big mm-hmm. that it was sort of like, I maybe didn't develop my own like personal like wow with the person because everybody was telling me like, you gotta, yes. come on, like this one is this. And maybe when Louis' show was big. So then I was kind of like, hmm, I don't know because I haven't been able to think for myself yet. So, I mean, I was always like, hilar- you know, laughing at hilarious stuff, but maybe not the personal relationship that like with Aziz as far as like, watching somebody's show and then he's particularly like an Asian American comedian, which like younger, for us was like, wow, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and, um, younger. Yeah. I suppose. And like, uh, yeah. So I think probably more so on the Aziz side. So, was, so mm-hmm. today so, yeah, actually so was, mm-hmm. I saw he hasn't popped up in my feed in forever. And I saw like, he's doing a bunch of shows and mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. just, it's interesting. Like he, Aziz, yeah. he, he also didn't make, like he made an initial statement, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then he didn't, I think, I think maybe it was like, well, Louis just decided to come out and try, yeah, try yeah. a comeback. Comedy seller, right? And uh-huh. so yeah. he's like, after I guess, admitting it too, oh, right? So like, and I don't know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What I'm just curious on your thoughts of like that. how, as a fan, as a that. fan, and just mm-hmm. like a woman. Like how these kind of like totally comebacks or redemption stories or whatever should go. Right. Yeah. I don't, I, I think like, well, I think with the Louis thing, so I don't know. I mean, you guys all are in comedy. I feel like I heard about his like jerking off in front of people back probably like earliest I ever heard about was like 2013, like right? a long ass time ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like a lot of, a lot of, 
comics were already like, yeah, so he's trash. And like, <laughs> and like also, you know, he'd been confronted about it multiple times and like never said anything. And then, okay. then it takes like the New York Times. Then he apologizes and people are like, oh, I love his apology. But it's like, yeah, but since Not when do we ever take apology. an apology? I didn't like his apology right. Yeah. All, it's like, yeah. since when do we ever take a half apology or whatever that was? after you get caught by the New York Times. Yeah. yeah. Like you've been caught before too by not the New York Times. <laughs> I think people I at the know. time maybe it's were wild. like, at least this guy isn't just covering it up. He's right. saying like, something even if it's not great. It. Sure. Yeah, it's like yeah. better than these other guys, Yeah, better right? than these other guys, yeah. other like monsters. Um, so that's hilarious. So yeah, I was, I guess also maybe when I heard that initially, I kind of distanced myself from his stuff thinking, well, I don't, like if that's true, which it seems like it probably is, I don't want to start getting attached to him suddenly mm-hmm. as like a fan more so. So then maybe that's also why I never really was that like devastated by it or like I didn't have that same relationship with this material as other people who, you know, maybe hadn't heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, so then the comeback, like for him, the comeback is like, eh, no, no need, no need. You're fine. You have lots of money. You're able to buy your movie back he was able to buy his entire movie back the right that never so the one that never showed uh, that he was trying to like I basically you, come Daddy. out ahead yeah he like Shutter. he was able to buy it all back which like a lot of people can't do because they don't have that kind of capital yeah. so like it's like well you already money. have yeah it's like you have your shit that you made and like yeah i don't know i just think that's like yeah you're done like i don't Did you know think the aziz so one weird. was different in your mind um so then yeah i don't know i guess like the aziz one also, I think what I take most issue with the Aziz one, I guess, and which a lot of people have said already is like, he has a show about dating and then he mm-hmm. always like the kind book. of works. He and literally the book, wrote yeah, which is based the on book, a book called on Modern Romance. Love. Yeah, that's what, Modern Romance, yeah, Modern, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, so like then, then it's like, okay, well then this doesn't make any sense. So like your whole business model is screwed up. If, even if you weren't like a human, <laughs> I don't know. You know, he mean? was going hard in that direction. Yeah. Of his, his special was all like, about I'm, it. I'm, I'm and so acting like, Oh, how stupid like, are me. we for not understanding this right. man? Yikes. And then being yeah. like, Oh, but I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Exactly. But <laughs> he just, yeah. But, but, uh, so that's a little like, but I also told, I mean, there's always, I, I don't want to dismiss people who are, hurt by both of these downfalls. Like I understand there are people that like worship both and for different reasons. And like, that's a bummer position to be in and I'm not in that position, but you know, but I don't feel bad for the people for him, Aziz and Louie. Like, I think they should just. Do you feel like there's, (laughs) Uh because this is like a huge cultural conversation, like to, in your mind, is there a difference between like, how are you separating out the Weinstein and the Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. and the Aziz? Do you do you know what I mean? Did you yeah, read the whole uh, Babe interview and like? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's an interesting question. Like, are there tears? Well, I mean, they're not a, all the same. They're definitely yeah, not. No, they're not sure. all the same. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. everybody digests it differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, because then the one thing I've heard too is like with the Babe article, it's like. There is a reason maybe that that was on that site Mm -hmm. and not on like a New York Times or like a maybe more reputable thing. And I think I'm not totally not that it dismisses the it's journalistically poor while also having merit. Yes. Yes. I I think that's the article from Uh, the girl that was with Aziz. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think I've been able to parse like exactly what I would say as far as like what is the distinction between all three of those examples say, but, but definitely, yeah, they are different and like mm-hmm. different enough where you feel like an disease can come back and, and he well, is. No, I, don't back. He is I don't know. I mean, Harvey I mean, Weinstein straight up a rapist. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that so I think like we should really wise. be very clear uh-huh. about. He's a repeat time, multiple offender mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. is a rapist. Exactly. Aziz Ansari is a guy who does not understand when a woman is not turned on by him, so, despite the fact that her vagina is bone dry. Well, and she's <laughs> saying that she doesn't want to do that. She's like putting and up she's a saying no a bunch of times. Like, and so this is my thing about Aziz just who like, I really like his work. And it's so, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like a fan, but like I've appreciated his work and I followed it in like, he does, I was like reading these 
comments because like he posted and then people were starting to write there was like a girl that's like thanks mm-hmm. for reminding me to unfollow and then there mm-hmm. then there are people uh-huh. like mm-hmm. oh uh i'm so glad you're posting again or whatever mm-hmm. and there were way more of those kind of comments sure. mm-hmm. and so to me it's like okay you you are what however you deal with this is going to influence how a bunch of other men process their own Mm. kind of Mm -hmm. wrongs or what they think is acceptable or whatever. And so it was super disappointing to see that he'd like started doing all these dates without making Mm. any sort of additional statement Mm -hmm. or saying like, Hey, as a society, like this is what, this is what I've learned or whatever. Do he you could know what be I doing mean? it in the shows, though. We don't know what the content he, of the stand-up is I don't know what the shows are because, uh, the, yeah, it's I mean, just weird to me that after the Louis C.K. comedies, because he did not address it. Yeah, that was his, he told his, a rape no, joke. No, did he really? Yeah, yes. like a rape, a rape whistle, whistle joke. Yeah, reference. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. All right. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. Here's the thing, though. I'm pretty sure those Aziz dates were probably scheduled before Louis popped into the cellar. No, you know? I know, but I just um, feel like yeah, yeah. seeing and that. And I don't think that Aziz thinks of himself in right. at all the same category. No. And I think mm-hmm. actually a lot of the Aziz thing is, I think, pretty controversial. Like, they, I think anybody that mm-hmm. argues with the Louis thing, I'm like, come on. You, I I don't know too many people who are. But it, the it, to me, I'm like right, I, I'm right. like we're we're clearly just going to disagree. If at Got this it. point you disagree with the Louis thing, it's like if you think that someone jerking off in front of you when you were their business, like your right, uh, coworker, on the that if you think that's fine, then like career. I don't know what else to I, say. But with the Aziz thing, I definitely have seen a, a lot of these uh, people are women who are my friends who have been like, you know mm-hmm. what? Like, I think it's fucked up before saying that like a woman can't get up and leave. Like we're not giving women the agency that I think mm-hmm. women deserve. I and I, mm-hmm. and I see their point of view. I'm not saying that that's my point of view. It's not. My point of view is that, for an adult man who professes to be the mm-hmm. modern romance leader, he didn't act in a way like he cared about her or anything that she wanted from that encounter. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's troubling to me is that he ignored that specifically. But I do understand women who are like, you know what, I've been molested or I've been sexually harassed and I found the whatever to leave. So it's not as clear cut as with like the Louis and the Harvey stuff where everybody pretty much agrees. I think the Aziz stuff is like, we're all as a society evolving on what we think everybody's like job Mm -hmm. is in that gray area scenario. Like what everybody's responsibility is in terms of stopping that kind of interaction. And I think that's what's so different about Aziz coming back and why he maybe didn't necessarily feel he's like, Mm -hmm. I'm not a, monster like louie or whatever which i doubt he thinks of louie as a monster but he's like i'm sure he's like oh i didn't force women to do this mm-hmm. so i'm different mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well he's literally branded himself as a feminist though and mm-hmm. like you know uh, corny i agree with you i'm just saying i don't think he sees it himself it's like when you go to prison and every guy who's guilty is like oh no i'm not guilty <laughs> or like here's the reason why it's not my fault you know and one of them will actually it'll be not his fault, but everybody else is I see, yeah. most likely. <laughs> I just, I just, think, I just yeah. think because it's the closest thing to like what m- most guys are like, oh, I can relate to that gray area. That's why it's like such a huge teachable moment mm-hmm. or like yeah. it could be really impactful. And it's, yeah, it's well, just to be clear. Disappointing. Yeah, yeah uh, I think it, it might land. I don't in mean the, uh-huh. non-violent offenses. Sorry. <laughs> just wanted to make sure that was clear. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I I yeah, maybe it'll have to be addressed on this tour if he talks about it. But like, yeah, if he doesn't talk about it too, that's screwed cuz that's his material. Right? As well, right? Like he only talks about How do you her, skirt that? Yeah. Yeah, like dating. Like was he just going to go and be like, "What on the state? Like yeah. what?" <laughs> so he got ghosted. Yeah, like yeah. what are you going to do? That's so insane. <laughs> oh my ghosted. god. Right? Yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> such a good try. point, Sierra. That would be pretty psychotic <laughs> but yeah, yeah but I also then what is he gonna do like never talk about his human relationships again i, I mean yeah he was on such a trajectory to... of like just that topic <laughs> i mean like 
It's like his oh, thing. Oh, no. yeah. I mean, yeah. There's and so I like many. the show, too. Is the show canceled? So I don't think the show is canceled. I think yeah. they I like renewed the show. That season two was what like the bummer. best show last I year. I know. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and that's... I think it's yeah. They, I, think, I don't think it's canceled. No, I think they no, like. No, they're not going to cancel renewed it. it. They no. waited for everything to die down, and it's like no, not over some dry <laughs> thing. <right? laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably wanted it to happen. Oh, Netflix. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, so you worked on Take My Wife. Yeah, yeah. That was that was uh, uh, last year now, but yeah, they're season two. We love Cameron and Rhea. Oh yeah. Yeah, I uh, I still work for Cameron. I help her produce her podcast. Yeah, Query. query. Mm-hmm. How is that going? It's really fun. Yeah, I mean, she's great. Like, basically, one-on-one interview. Um, they record out at Earwolf. And uh, yeah, it's, it's good. It's like, she's like a natural at just picking up with someone uh-huh. who's like, you know, any, anyone and it's all sorts of different professions and stuff too. So it's not always like the bantery comedian type. Oh, it's it's not, like, uh, Oh, it could be, you know, somebody who's like, Ooh, this is my first kind of this interview. So yeah. So it's cool to watch. Cause she's just like, so good at that. Um, but yeah, I take my wife. I was right assistant on their second season. That was like my first job out here and, uh, in TV, I guess. And it was very thrilling and fun. And I took a lot of good notes and then <laughs> watched television get made. And then CISO died. Um, it was with CISO. Totally. And then Were you ready in, in Harvard? Did, was that, that was nothing to do with what you um, Yeah. I mean, I guess like in? I, you know, I, always thought I would want to like write comedy because like lampoon people mm-hmm. go into that. And it felt like a job like thing yeah. that could be translated from stand up. But I was like, not at all prepared. Cause I didn't, you know, I just like hadn't really, there are no, there's no like television class. I don't know. Sometimes there are TV majors obviously in like different schools, but I was very ill prepared, but I knew how to take notes. So <laughs> good old yeah. writer's assistant. That's a good <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so then, and then they got picked up by stars eventually. So yeah. Yeah. That turned out. Yeah. 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 So how did you get your take my wife gig? Um, I got that through the old traditional rep way, I guess. Cause I had the same agent as Cameron at the time and oh, nice. it was a very nice setup. <laughs> I don't know. That's very awesome. boring. Very boring. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's, I just want to touch on a couple more dating and relationship Ooh, things yeah, before yeah. we go. So <laughs> what what are your biggest turn-ons? <laughs> it's like a oh, Playboy oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we went from like some real heavy off. issues like, to like, so, so what do you like? How do you like to get Dylan, perca- time to listen, Dylan. What gets you wet? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, after, after going through all the things that not to do as a guy. Yeah, um, yeah right. Yeah, no, I mean, just, I don't know. I guess, like, I guess. It can seem to bum yourself a, out with whatever you Yeah, you were just like, like oh, I shouldn't say no, that. Well, I'm just trying to think, because I much. feel like it's evolved over the years, and yeah. I don't want to be saying something that. that, like. No, that sounds interesting. Get yeah. us old Walk us like, through. Well, well I up. think, okay, so, you know, now we're all learning things as a society and realizing, like, masculinity might be toxic sometimes. And so <laughs> I feel like, you know, before I used to maybe be into the more, like, masculine stoic man uh-huh. uh, or, like, more stoic that not like completely expressionless macho but, um, randy said macho <laughs> man randy savage exactly <laughs> macho man yeah that there's everything about him no gross um <laughs> yeah i'm just like hyped up on a lot of steroids no uh i think yeah but i think now i'm like i really like like a positive like um person who likes to also be expressive and be vulnerable mm-hmm. so that's great and then whatever that's that's a thing a lot of people like. I love that you I did know. the thumbs up gesture for when you said so good. You showing your emotions? Good showing job. Emotions. One thumbs up. Yeah. I think I would I would say I went through a similar evolution just like even before we started this big like cultural conversation. Sure. Yeah. I just feel like age will kind of do that to you. Totally. Where like when you're young, you're like, ooh, bad boy. Like, <laughs> how can you hurt me? And, and then you hurt oh, a couple yeah. times and you're like, like, um, I just want someone how, nice. How yeah, can yeah. you stop hurting me? <laughs> yeah, how can you please heal me? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense a lot too. I was, I was late to that. Late to that. But yeah. So that's good. Pet peeves. Oh, um, in other guys or your boyfriend, <laughs> Dylan, again, Uh-oh. watch yeah, your really ass. Yeah, okay. I gotta really, <laughs> gotta, gotta explain myself later. No, um, 
Well, I mean, just uh, the I mean, this plays into the same theme, but I guess somebody who's like talking over me <laughs> or sorry or that's no, all no, we've done no, no, I mean like in the, I you was know, like the she hated this like, podcast <laughs> no no <laughs> that's hilarious I think more talking for me maybe is what I mean like oh. I feel like I can fall and it's kind of my own dislikes of my own you know tendencies but I can so easily fall into the like I'm the girlfriend mode and mm-hmm. I hate that but often that is like being at a social gathering and your boyfriend's there. So you kind of take it easy because he can have all the opinions and like mm-hmm. you're just there, you know, and I hate that. So I'm trying to be better about that. And so I guess like if somebody was already pushing me in that way, like, oh, I got this, babe. You know, <laughs> like, oh, no, I can't. She'll have that. the steak. Yeah, I I'm a vegetarian. That. But that's- I said the steak. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know what she's talking about. No, oh, God. No, I mean, obviously that's the extreme. But oh, God. Yeah. Everybody adds a clear red flag nobody's i'm not breaking any news here but uh (laughs) but yeah i guess that or somebody who's too too much on that end like Mm -hmm. anything in the sort of being i guess it's like the masculinity thing again but anything being like i know better or this or like stuff about mansplaining kind of stuff yeah that's just always not not too fun but it's scary because you can kind of get attracted to that because mm-hmm. sometimes people who are confident and know their shit, it's like, oh, wow, I'd love to be confident and know my shit. But then that mm. can bleed into the like being too encroaching. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> What's the sexiest thing about Dylan? Dylan, I'm throwing you a bone here. Oh, yes. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Probably he's very top five. He loves he loves dogs. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. That's a fun one. I was thinking you were gonna say something about his dick. I didn't know <laughs> he, loves he loves dogs. I was wondering when I saw your pants. Dogs. I was like, is that because the pants? I was like, are you covered in dog hair? But you're oh, not. No, it's just like this. You're not. It's yeah, the fashion. No, 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 I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> just kidding. These are like five dollars. Um, yeah, no, I wish I had a dog, but we don't have any space and no money. Um, but one yeah, one day, one time, I one day I will have space, money, and dog. That's the sexiest thing about him? Is that he um, he's, I mean, other than that, uh, I feel like he knows how to be kind in yes. those, or knows what to say in some of those like moments where I don't. Like, for instance, I feel like I was a, I was like, I had a good, I had parents that were like parents the whole time, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so like they were, and so I didn't have to worry about them, but I know that like he's had to grow up kind of fast or like he's good at being, you know, emotionally there for people and so i like that and i was also the younger sibling too i mm-hmm. use an only child it's not he's an older sibling but i think i would i pair better with older siblings or only childs because of that because i'm kind of like i need to i don't know what to do i can't take care of you <laughs> <laughs> like i can't i don't know what i'm gonna do if i have to have like a child or something to take care of you know oh god yeah. like i'll just be like ah what are you you know <laughs> we're both kids here yeah uh so i'm sure it's kind of nice that he knows more of that emotional handling stuff <laughs> I love that. Recently, we've had just a couple relationships or guests that have been in like really long term relationships. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of funny the things that they say that that make them work. What would you say Uh is like a couple keys to your relationship success? Oh, wow. Success. (laughs) Well, four and a half years. Yeah, well, it is a while. And it's weird because it's like, it was also like college relationship. You're like, eh, what is this anyway? But yeah, in the the past, at least two, two and a half years or so, like it feels like a real one. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I don't know. I mean, I guess we're both, uh, oh, another thing that I guess is like a sexy thing too, but it's like, I think I'm kind of the person who's like, I mean, I'm low maintenance and can like kind of put or i mean i don't know i don't like the word low maintenance i guess it's like i feel like we are not trying to cause any issues mm-hmm. and so that's kind of helpful so we're not Low trying drama. to like yeah we're like we'd rather avoid drama and be slightly uncomfortable ourselves than like cut each other down at any chance yeah or yeah does that make sense i mean that yeah. sounds like we're just constantly in discomfort but <laughs> but what i mean is like yeah, yeah i like, mean that's like, like, you'd rather yeah, bite your lip and like, She's I like, guess that makes that's like, work is that both of us hate what yeah, we've become. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's mean, hard. I, I know, was with a girl in college and then we, we had to live in the real world. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. way different. It's super different. And yeah, so it feels like a different relationship. And I, but I guess what I mean by that is like in a social setting, we're not 
Well, we're like agreeable people. Uh-huh. And so then we just are like, yeah, we're both agreeable. And look how fun it is to just both be agreeable. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't so, I don't even know and what I come I'm over saying. and just like cuddle and watch no, Netflix no, no. with you guys. I think I know what it sounds saying. so like relaxing. <laughs> I, oh my God. I think you're saying like easygoing, right? Yeah, I guess so. And like, it's not like we're sacrificing anything ourselves. It's just like, that's how we live. And I think if you put somebody into, if you put someone with an agreeable person who's like not that way, they'll probably slowly chip away at them and like take up, carve out space. And like, it's like now suddenly, how did this happen? Right. But then if you put two agreeable people together, then we're just kind of like bumping around, you know, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's carving into each other. So cute. Like, I don't know. Maybe I that's that. what it is. That sounds but, great. You know, what I, do I know? It's working. It's working. So, so far. <laughs> But yeah, I guess so. Nah, Dylan's gonna be real mad. You didn't talk about how nice his dick was. Yeah, (laughs) top five things about Dylan for this relationship to end. (laughs) Yeah, that's the one thing he's very disagreeable disagreeable about. uh, Compliments, dick compliments all day, every day. Dick compliments. Uh, But you know, I'll I'll make compliments. Yeah, compliments. (laughs) Oh my, it Um, should be. We didn't mean to end on the cock note, but I did. I did. Hashtag compliments. These inappropriate men, and then we're like, (laughs) cocks. Just about his dick. (laughs) Yeah, wow. That's how you know it's consensual. We asked in case you were confused. What's the difference? Because I asked. I said, tell me about Dylan's penis. It's different. That's kind of a question. That's kind of a question. Sure, sure. I could have left at any moment. <laughs> true, you know? true. Thank you. So I think you're you're maybe our youngest person we've had on this season for sure. Mm. Right? Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming on, making yeah. us feel old. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. No, offering a new perspective. Yeah. <laughs> I could have made it all up. Where can people find you, Sierra Cato? Oh, um, I guess on the internet. <laughs> um, I guess uh, Twitter and Instagram. Give your handles, my full girl. name, Sierra Cato, S-A-E-R-A-K-A-T-W. And uh, I got no, a no, website. Spell it for real. <laughs> oh, okay. S-I-E-R-R-A-K-A-T-O-W. Follow yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm on Instagram a lot too much and Twitter. And then I have a website that has a newsletter sign up that I've never sent a newsletter out. But yeah. I'm slowly building lists of emails Hello and then emails. one day everybody's one gonna day. be like what the You're hell is it. this email because i because they gave it to me seven years ago no <laughs> it's gonna be great don't go worry. Sign, sign up for up. the newsletter it doesn't exist <laughs> i can't wait i'm gonna sign up just to see whatever I mean, the news is yeah. get ready <laughs> just for i've the been surprise. saving up all it's the gotta news. be a, it's gonna be big she's been <laughs> yeah, waiting this it'll long be i mean 60 year anniversary <laughs> of her and dylan's relationship all the news i've been gathering Thank you. Just a novel. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Hope you guys enjoyed the latest episode of Reality Bites. If you liked what you heard, head on over to iTunes and leave us those five stars. And leave us a sexy review. Sexiest review gets a shout out on the pod. And if you guys have any questions for us to answer on the podcast about love or dating, just hit us up at realitybitespod at gmail.com. That's Bites with a Y. And make sure you follow us on all those socials. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's Reality Bites Pod, Bites with a Y. See you next Wednesday.